Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends like my friend, Dr. Andy. Well, we don't let friends feed kibble, or do you, Dr. Andy? Do you secretly? <laughs> no, I do not. No. Now, you know, does everybody listen to me? Hmm. Oh, come on. Hold on. They do. Right? Sure, they I do. Try. I try. Mm. I know, I know. But, you know, eventually, I, there's so many more of us out there today talking about raw than there was 25 years ago. I mean, you look at like, yeah. you know. Oh, God, yeah. Brady and. And, only, and I've and, only been doing this 10 years and there's a lot more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, back in the day, you were like, they were like, I didn't what? have any help. I didn't. I I was having a heck of a time trying to source stuff and. I'm like, why am I doing this? Nobody else seems to be. How, what what got you started on raw? It's a really good question. I, mm. Well, Jax's IMHA, so immune mediated hemolytic He was super sick, and we did acupuncture and the acupuncturist in TCMs like you know beets and liver. So I started getting liver. I was cooking it at the time, which was, but I started there. And then I'm like, okay, this kibble, we've got to, you know what? I should back that up. I'm going to back that up a long time because my mom's greyhound had kidney disease and she did the research and was making that dog's food. Oh, She took her off a kibble and started making home cooked. And when I got Jack's, he was eating that. Or rather, he wasn't. He had terrible GI stuff. He taught me so much. I had no idea what I was dealing with. But when she passed away, I went to kibble. And he just got worse. <laughs> you know, diarrhea, not eating. He just got worse. So we went back to that. And I was so busy that I went to the Honest Kitchens and started with the dehydrated raw back in the day. And then he got really sick. And I started adding in more meat. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to be doing this cooking. Can I just give him the meat? <laughs> and that's kind of the evolution over so many years. But I don't particularly remember. It was just kind of a, a journey, a journey, especially with his GI stuff. Yeah. Which he came to me with. He came to me with terrible GI stuff. And I you know I what I was doing. I looked at that. I've looked at that honest kitchen so many times. The carbs in that stuff is incredibly it's, it's high, astronomical. But sometimes yeah. I'm just happy people get off the dry little chunks. Yeah. And add some moisture into their diet. And then I ask them to add more meat to it, you know, the best they can. Yeah. I was somewhere yesterday and I uh, was talking to this girl and she goes, What's the name of your podcast? And I told her and she pulled it up and she goes, oh no, you're killing your cat. What did she say? Your kid, whatever I, my Whatever the title was. Is. Yeah. She was like, you're 
kitty cracks killing your cat she goes oh my mm-hmm. gosh i'm feeding my cat you know mm-hmm. i was like okay well listen to that podcast might be helpful you yes. know uh yeah. but hey let's talk about the spleen, the spleen. today the spleen uh, so you know is it crucial for our dogs to have a spleen i mean what the heck's the spleen do anyway Right. Well, and people ask that question because in conventional medicine, human and animal, they just lop out spleens left and right. Right. Like it doesn't, it's not needed. Um, but it actually is a key organ to the dog's immune system. It actually has a pretty big job in there. Um, it works along with the lymph nodes and the lymph nodes and the tonsils. Um, it actually stores blood. Like, so when you rupture a spleen through injury, it's a big deal because that, that blood is released into the, into the cavity of the, you know, the dog or the person. So generally they do have to go and take it out. And then the body's just amazing because it does pick up the slack of it. Right. But your immune system's compromised. It's not just, oh, let's pull this organ out and you're all good to go, which is kind of the message you get from your veterinarian or your human doctor. Right. Right. Well, now, what what are the reasons that you see or that you've heard that pet parents okay their dog to have their spleen taken out? Is it because it's a ruptured spleen? Maybe no, it's a- rarely ever that. That's generally like motor vehicle accidents for people. In dogs, it's usually cancer. Okay. And it's usually a certain type of cancer called hemangiosarcoma. And hemangiosarcoma is a very um, vascular cancer. And what does the spleen do? It holds a lot of blood. It helps with the red blood cell population of the body. And so that cancer tends to really like that organ. And so they'll remove the spleen when, um, and or that spleen will rupture due to the, the tumor. And your dog will, one morning not just happened that morning, but one morning could be really pale in the gums, pale in the ears, not moving. You rush them into the ER, into the, yeah, the emergency vet, and they diagnose a tumor of some sort, recommend removing the spleen. You know, they do that and then they send off to pathology, but it's generally hemangiosarcoma. So that's that's interesting, isn't it? Because when you look at the information that that you were talking about in regard to the spleen, um, I mean, it, it it's it really looks pretty important, right? And pretty important for governing blood, right? Mm-hmm. And blood's right. kind of the lifeline. Uh, we've got to have that. So here it is. It's got uh, supposedly cancer, and I'm just going to say supposedly because mm-hmm. supposedly. Okay. Um, tumor. <laughs> right. And now you're going to take that out. You're going to mm-hmm. take that out and it has an immune property to it. It has blood production property to it. Mm-hmm. It seems a little counterintuitive, but what else are you going to do? Right. And then, yes, I agree with both those statements. It's counterintuitive. And then what, what are you going to do? Right. We can't just leave the mass there either well you could but generally we don't right and generally the dogs do really well with the actual surgery um that cancer that hemangio that in just in 
clinical experience. I don't deal with treatment of it or any of that, just, you know, client after client after, you know, over 20 years, um, they do well with the surgery, but they don't, that, that cancer is so evasive. It's throughout the body by the time you find it, that it's dogs generally do not live long after diagnosis. So, and it's very pervasive. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you look at where you were talking about in the digestive function of the spleen, like in TCM, the Chinese, you know, medicine, um, that the spleen ensures proper digestion, absorption of nutrients and vital energy, you know, in the blood. And so, okay, we've got cancer in that. Now we're going to take that out. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't sound like it's going to be a good outcome for the pets. Mm-hmm. Yes. It gives us more time with our, with our animals. When you take it out. Yeah. Instead of if they're already bleeding out and and then the choice is let's take the spleen out. So I have some more time with my animals or just put them down at the moment. That's generally what, where you're at when it gets diagnosed. You kind of wonder, um, see, I always wonder like, what was it that caused this hermangiosarcoma in the first place? Right. Root cause, right? Why don't we look at the root cause? Right. Um, and just my strange way of thinking about things, because of this big blood component in both the conventional vet and in TCM, you know, governing the blood, we live at quite the altitude here. So do we actually have more hemangiosarcoma here in Denver versus other areas because of that? Because we have, you know, a higher red blood cell count because we have a higher, we have less oxygen. So we need more red blood cells to carry that oxygen around the body. So I wonder if there's a correlation there. I don't know. But I find that a little fascinating. Do we have more here than at sea level? I don't know. Um, yeah, but root cause. Fluid, right? We're we're constantly dehydrated up here because we're so dry. So do drier regions have a higher rate of this? I don't know, right? Well, and then, Dr. Andy, we would also have to look at what is the percentage of dogs that are on the traditional protocols. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Pump it, right. So that's, that's one. What, what is the mindset of a pet parent in certain regions, in certain towns and certain cities, because they're all different. Yep. Right. I heard this just the other day about SEO. So looking at SEO for website mm-hmm. and the team that we're working with, they're like, Wherever you are or whatever people you're trying to attract, you have to talk like them. And they said, for instance, New Yorkers, people in Jersey, they talk very different than those people in Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. Right. Or Colorado speaks very differently. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're all... We think that we're all the same around the country, but we're all very different depending on where we are. We speak a different language. So just sort of, I thought that was interesting. Back to my original statement is what is the mindset of folks here in Colorado 
even though we have uh it's drier here and we probably do have more red blood cells are we more apt here to go in and get on the annual schedule right right um are the regions that uh, are higher in the flea and ticks are right. those dogs what what are those dogs what's the study about hermangiosarcoma with those dogs mm-hmm. but i i doubt dr andy um that we're going to hear about any of those studies cuz if they're even being done i don't know if anyone well why would you do why would you do a study that might lower the production of your products right lower yeah. the sales of your products yes unfortunately Right. We can we can send tons of money over to other countries, but we can't study about health in our own backyard. Yep. Can't spend that money. I can't imagine that that would be a very tough study to do. Oh, no, I wouldn't think so. But what who's going to gain financially? Right. You know, so. And, and none of that's built on health. So mm-hmm. it's like there there is no incentive for it the pet parents will have to be the incentive and really pay attention to those root causes you know and really limit what pharmaceuticals that their pets require or the vaccinations they require and educate themselves on what they're going to choose for their pets right and get get dial in that diet get them on the raw food diet um get them in for chiropractic care on a regular basis let's keep the nervous system functioning at optimal levels. So all that innervation to all of the organs beyond the spleen is doing what it's supposed to be doing. So those organs are functioning. Right. And in your email, you were saying from uh, an acupuncturist perspective, Mm -hmm. okay, if a dog's spleen is not functioning optimally, it's going to manifest in various ways. And that can include digestive issues, fatigue, muscle weakness, poor appetite, and emotional imbalances. Isn't that emotional Um, balances fascinating? Because isn't it such a big topic right now, all of our behavior issues with our animals? Well, it certainly is in our people. Right. Well, and there's a lot on the dogs um, from what I'm seeing in my email box. Uh, But if you're feeding kibble and you're feeding dry and you're not supporting the spleen and all the bodily fluids... You get behavior stuff. Well, tell us about some of the emails you're getting in regards to behavioral stuff. What are they saying? Oh, um, I didn't even open this one, but they were going to go into how psychedelics could be helpful for your pet. And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) let's change the food. Let's get them adjusted. Let's get them outside. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) So Neely and I just did a podcast. Um, on death cap mushrooms that grow outside and it okay. and they're they're like if your dog eats a death cap it's gonna die and okay. and and a human is too and the reason that she brought that up is because one of my friends was in texas and uh had to take her dog to the er because it ate mushrooms outside mm-hmm. so um i mean i know we're talking about two different like psychedelics but <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that mushrooms in there, but have, I had a client lose her noofs. California ate some mushrooms. Two oh, no. of three noofs passed away. Mm-hmm. I don't know which mushrooms, but yeah, and those are big dogs, right? Like they should. Yeah, 
Well, on the death caps, it was like I, I it was like um a a very small amount of that small cap would kill a human. So it's definitely wow. gonna kill your animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But back but back to the psychedelics. I mean, what why okay, what is the problem with the dog that we need to put a dog on psychedelics? I don't know. I I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing on that. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're if you're immediately jumping to psychedelics and you haven't done the raw diet, removing the carbs, stop the daggum toxins and the vaccinations, get your Mm -hmm. dog chiropractic acupuncture. Mm -hmm. Get them outside. um, Get them outside. Let's get some omega threes. Get some fat Mm -hmm. in them. I mean, if we haven't what? Well, in a lot of people, right? Like they'll come in for me because they're limping. But they've been on, they're now on their third SSRI, their third antidepressant from their behavior as a veterinarian, you know, because Prozac didn't work. So we'll try this one and they'll try this one. And I'm like, um, but they're still eating kibble. They're still, you know, doing all the things. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. I think it's a sad state of affairs. Now, <laughs> I might get myself in trouble. If you do all of that and you're still having huge behavior issues, maybe that dog doesn't, isn't happy and doesn't need to be here in this body. Maybe it's just time for a new body. Can we just if look you, at the pet parent first? Can we say? <laughs> <laughs> but some dogs, they're just not right in the head. My brother had one. The dog was never right in the head. At four months, cornered my sister-in-law in the kitchen. Did it and get a, vaccinations? A, well, probably came from a rescue, right? But it was never right. Like, and he was a boxer pit bull. He grew into a 90 pound dog that ruled their lives. He lived on like, I think 900, 1200 milligrams of gabapentin every day. Couldn't <gasps> take him to, yeah, couldn't take him to the vet. They had to do all video consults. They couldn't, they, they, my brother could walk him. She could not. And by the time he was eight or nine and the third bite, on her they finally did put him down but they did all of the traditional stuff never took him off his kibble never stopped doing all the stuff that they should be doing according to the veterinarian you know heartworm vaccinations all those pharmaceuticals every single day um he was a pissed off dog yeah he was never right was it from that vaccination from the rescue maybe maybe his parents were jerks and that got passed on <laughs> along with all the toxins, right? Like, but yeah, I, I think he bit her at least three times. Yeah. yeah. You know, our, our daughter, who's a vet, she had a Doby, a Doberman pincher. Yeah. And he was kind of known for going a little wonky. Yeah. And, and. And I have I, one, folks. <laughs> I, I adore the breed, but <laughs> was she this was before she got pregnant with mm-hmm. the grandbabies, but he first started acting out around the horses. So he would go after the horses, right? Mm-hmm. Not smart. <laughs> You're gonna get mm-hmm, kicked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but then um he was going after some of the farm dogs. The last straw was when she took him to her mom's and the mom had a puppy and he grabbed that puppy by its skull. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the puppy survived, 
but I, but yeah, he did not. Uh, mm-hmm. She ended up putting him down because she got pregnant yeah. and he was very territorial uh, with her. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say that I, I believe that Bruce had all his vaccinations and, mm-hmm. and, and I just, I see this, you know, we had an employee and I've talked about it before that had this German shepherd who was great, but after he got that rabies, he was like Hannibal mm-hmm. Lecter and um, yeah, it wasn't a good situation. So again, we have no idea the chemicals that are in those vaccinations and all of that, you know, mixed up and how that works with our mm-hmm. blood, our organs, you know, our brain. It, yep. It's it's just unreal. Somebody said to me yesterday, uh, because we were talking about, you know, these boosters that are coming out. And their their statement was this. Well, this person says it's safe and these persons say it's not. How do you know? I said, well, here's how I would judge it. If there's a product that doesn't have an MSDS sheet associated with it, if it's totally blank, I probably wouldn't be putting it in my body. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say, all right, well, here's the MSDS sheet on a rabies or canine influenza or the leptospirosis. I mean, I swear the number of vaccines that they're wanting to put in the dogs are are looking like the childhood vaccines. They just yes. keep going up. Yep. And I'm like, you have no idea. We just take it because most of us are like, well, how would I even know if that's good for my dog? How would I know if it's dangerous? How would I, if you don't know, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that would be my advice, but I've sat through, you know, talks and stuff with like Dr. Cowan, who talks about how the rabies vaccine was even, you know, made. Mm-hmm. And you're just well, like, what? So when my client asked me about rabies and I go, well, what is rabies? It's a neurological disease. So when you get a vaccination to that, you have a higher likelihood of getting a neurological symptom from that. You know, and so like the dog you were talking about, a lot of dogs come back and they're not quite right anymore. I mean, okay. And this is maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I'm just going to throw this out there. You know where they talk about how children get autism. Mm -hmm. Okay. And part of what they say causes the rocking or causes the banging of the head or or loud is, is this ringing the ringing in their ears or this disturbance inside of their head. How do we know that that's not happening with the dogs? We do not know. We do not. Something Mm -hmm. that's just making them freaking nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and what makes, what is so sad about that to me, as I've said so many times is we're feeding them inappropriate foods we're putting toxins in their bodies, they're acting out, and we are reprimanding them for acting out. Yep. That bothers me tremendously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. I agree. And 
it, you know, so pull them off the food, put them on raw diet, see what behavior changes you get prior to what's the next step with your animal, right? Diet first, absolutely diet first. And I would love to find some more. We've talked about this dog trainers that that's what they're recommending, but they're not. They're recommending thousands and thousands of dollars of training and hours and hours of work, but you're only going to get so far if the animal's just not firing on all cylinders because of their food. I did have a trainer contact me that listens to the show and I forgot her name. I've got to find that. But she said, she's like raising her hand. She's like, I, I tell, I, I do recommend raw. And you know, you got to wonder, it's just like, the Schutzen, very few of those people, there's there's a couple of our customers that are in that group, but the trainers, they're not recommending it. That's why I said to Rick, I said, shoot, we should just give, you know, one of these trainers, we should give them food for six months and see if they see a different level in their dog, you know. I can't imagine that you wouldn't. These dogs are training in the heat. They're training in the cold. They're doing, you know, they're grabbing those those uh, dumbbells and they're going up over those A-frames. They're doing the jumps. They're running around. I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff. And um, if the dog poops out, it's a, it's a minus in your score. So if you really were going for that three, if you were really going for that, you just need that extra edge. I'd be putting my dog on a raw diet. That's like people that are in the competition rings and they're looking at, you know, the body and every, I can't imagine that you wouldn't put your dog on a raw diet. The coat's going to automatically look amazing. Their teeth, their eyes. A lot of that food and a lot of the breeders, it's all sponsored by Purina. I'm like, Perina, remember the whole Perina Pro plan, the Perina, what are they, all those That's people. That's the that, one they love the best. I I really want to say, tell me what you love about it. A lot of them get it for free. Oh, well, that's an easy. <laughs> yeah. It's free. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a big push, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah, the I the canines at um where my husband still works, um, he was police officer for many, many years. They actually feed their working dogs raw. Because they're smart. And and the city pays for that because they pay for the care of this dog. And yeah. And that actually came from their trainer. So good for that trainer. It's it's, it's chaining. It's changing, right? It's chaining. chaining. It's chaining, changing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I I really believe in all facets of it. One, put your dog on a species appropriate diet. Two, get chiropractic work for your pets. Mm -hmm. So essential to keep them moving and grooving. And, um, And also to just keep that blood flowing, Dr. Andy, like we were talking about. You know, with the spleen, keep it all moving the way it should move. Everything that you do is neurological, as we've talked about it before. 
Yeah. Right. We're, we're keeping that nervous system functioning at its highest level. So all that input into the muscles is correct. All the input into the organs is correct. And your animal's feeling good and moving good. Yeah. Yeah. And then look at acupuncture. I mean, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Tuning forks, acupuncture. You do the tuning forks. You do all that. I do. So I use a tuning fork. Yeah. Yeah. So pick one, you know, some pet parents are like, oh, chiropractic, that's scary. Okay. Then do acupuncture if that's what you're more comfortable with. Do massage, do some body work, please. And do it on a regular basis throughout your entire dog's life. And that's three, four, five times a year. It's not a huge cost. It's not a huge time suck. And unfortunately, if you do that, you won't, and your dog lives all these years and doesn't have any problems. Do you, I bet it's because you did all that, but it's hard, right? Preventative care is hard. Cause you're like, did it work? Did it not work? What did you prevent? You know, a lot of clients, the dog still ends up getting something at 14 or whatever. I'm like, well, yeah, but they may have died at eight. If you didn't do all this other stuff, if you weren't feeding raw, like you don't know what you're preventing. I sorry to tell you folks, <laughs> you don't know what you're preventing, but I guarantee you you're preventing a lot. Right. I mean, we really do a lot. That we means do. we feed raw, we yep. structure the water, yep. we beamer the dog, we go to yep. Dr. Andy for chiropractic work, we get massage with Dana. Um, the only thing that I I've not ventured into is is acupuncture. Sure. Uh, and I and I should do that. Um, I've done it for myself once. But um, I just don't know anybody and I need to mm -hmm. probably do yeah, that. We don't but, have a real convenient person up here where we yeah. live. Yeah. yeah. But we do a lot of that. The Beamer, I mean, Rick actually has our dogs laying on that Beamer every day. Now, do we know if it works? We have no idea. Rick Beamers himself twice a day, I think. <laughs> All right. Right. He Let's lays on it. the Beamer. He, mm -hmm. he does the sauna. I mean, you know, um, we don't know. We don't know, but, but we're at least doing the things that we've studied about and that we have seen that work and every little piece adds to that. I wouldn't do all this work if I didn't think that that I was preventing stuff and contributing to my pet's life, to my life. I wouldn't do it's, it. It's, it's a work. lot of work. It's, it's work. A, it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're like. I don't know how you do. I mean, I guess it's something that you work up to your body's, you know, gotten used to it, but. Oh, all the chiropractic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like massage, yeah. you know, yeah. that you're. There's a lot. It's, it's physical. Yeah. You're yeah. in tune. You're feeling, you're feeling the pot. You're in tune. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You're amazing. What you do is contributing out there to the, the happiness and the love that our pet parents have for those darling pets that they want with them forever yeah you're welcome all right everybody even though you said i was old but okay whatever i'm gonna forgive you um <laughs> all right everybody get up to animalmagiccare.com animalmagiccare.com is dr andy's site get over to raw dog food and company.com get your dog on a species appropriate diet i promise you there isn't a dog that can't or shouldn't eat raw they were made true, for it. True story. True, true debt. Okay. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't lie to you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business. And what, Dr. Andy? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. That's why you're my friend. That's right. <laughs>
All right, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.